2: Good vibe university.
1: Welcome, everyone, to our first LOA live call at Good Vibe University. We use this time for whatever questions we have about manifesting in general, but I did anticipate that we would be fielding a fair amount of questions from our Money Aligner course that started this month as well. So we'll start with those. Um, but actually, what I want to start with is an invitation for everyone to set a couple of intentions for this call. Whatever you want to be, whatever you want to feel, whatever you want to get out of this, just focus yourself there first. If you haven't already done it, I did jot down a couple of things, including what I, what I kind of wanted, what I thought everyone might want, something along the lines of clear, grounded, enthused, inspired, empowered, connected, supported, excited, on track. Whatever you want this to be for you, just tune yourself there first. I think that's especially helpful when we are fielding questions because it's easy to not have that energy on a call like this. So let's intend that. And I also want to say that uh, I am not the only question answer here. There are way too many smart creators on this call for me to be the only one chiming in on questions. So let's please all consider this to be really conversational with a lot of back-and-forth dialogue. So with that, I want to start with those who are dialed in with live questions, and um, then I will cover the emailed questions that I got. So, and also thanks, everyone, for the last-minute switch on the time. I know I announced that earlier this week. I apologize for that. So I'm especially happy for everyone who is here today. <laughs> thanks for making the call. So who's got our first question for us? Diane, did you tell me you had one? Yeah. Let's hear it. I,
3: I have a question. I think I need to align or modify the daily practice of uh, I have been focusing on money coming with ease, my success coming with ease. Mm-hmm. And I have definitely tapped into uh, – I long story short, I have my vision on paper. Um, It's becoming a reality. I I definitely am getting these like big, broad um, results. Mm -hmm. And what I need, though, is immediate cash to live on. (laughs) Mm. So I'm wondering if I could broaden my horizons, not broaden, but narrow my um, daily focus when I when I go into that state of just imagining it happening and, yeah.
4: Hmm.
3: Other than that, the only thing I'd say is I have um, done a tremendous amount of belief work, so I'm feeling pretty clean.
1: Okay, so the, is the question what, how to modify the practice for immediate cash needs or mm-hmm. that's it? Okay.
3: That would be great. So.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> Well, I I am inviting everyone to tune in to what you have to offer on this most excellent question. I'm sure you're not the only one asking it. Um, One of my favorite things to do is to recognize whenever I have need flowing that I am blocking that manifestation from my world. Like It's like I've got not just my doors and windows closed, as a reference to Eckhart Tolle's analogy about how all our money comes to us through our open doors and windows, Not only do I have them all closed, I have them like triple bolted. I have the freaking wood nailed up. No one's getting through that door when I need something. So I'm a big fan of finding a way to release the need, whether that is doing a reality check. Like, I'm not saying this is the case for you, Diane, but for some people who are wondering this question, it might be. I have had people in this state of vibration who actually had like two years worth of savings in place. I'm not saying that's your situation, Diane, but I'm saying sometimes we aren't seeing our reality very accurately. And if we, if we can find a different perspective on it to lessen that need, that's already a vibrational improvement. So um, in, term, in specific terms, though, of how this month's homework applies – I think what I want to say is that anyone who's in this situation, we probably want to take some different steps to address that vibrational need right off the bat. Because as long as that's flowing, it's a pretty big obstacle. And um, I'm, not, I'm not opposed. You know how what Abraham says when people ask a question about something, very often they have the answer it's like you've jumped out of the plane without a parachute. Don't worry, it's it'll all be over soon. <laughs> like there is when we have that much pressure for something to happen right now, there isn't much vibrational room to work with there other than oh boy, a total giving up, like a like a hopeless, nothing I can even do about it. Sometimes that's a vibrational improvement rather than we think we still can maybe scrape something together. So sometimes just the letting go can be really powerful. Um, but that, when we understand the principles of conscious creation, and that all we have to do is find a way to be the vibration of what we want now, however much room you can give yourself to do that, that's what you want to work with. And for people who are really truly believing that this the need is dire, that the circumstances are like this, the problem is imminent. There's not a lot of room to work with. If you can give yourself more leeway, then use the vibrational tools you know to find a way to feel now how you would feel then. I'm also a fan of taking some sort of action to give myself a reason to believe that I've got more time or more room than I did before. Whether when I was building my coaching practice, I did things like, or when I was quitting my job and had financial fears up the wazoo, even though I had a freaking 401k that I could draw from and live off for years, I still had crazy financial fears. Part of the way I addressed those was I mac I extended the line on my credit cards. I got another new credit card. I opened a home equity line. Um, I you know practical things like that that just felt like it gave me some breathing room so that I had more time, more leeway to do my vibrational work. I'm not opposed to taking those steps if it helps us feel better, because that's really the bottom line to this. Anything that helps us feel better is going to help unlock that door to that financial abundance. Uh, Nancy, have you got something to chime in on this one?
0: Uh, you knew I was typing something in chat, didn't you?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. I was just feeling you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I was gonna say um it it helps to remember a time when you did have money, when you had plenty and you had to meet imme- money for immediate needs and just kind of zero in on that um, vibration, that energy, just in remembering because the mind doesn't know the past, present or future. The mind only knows now. So when you bring up a memory that has a vibration, you're bringing that vibration into your now, right now, your right now. So then, um, you know, zeroing in on that can be helpful and then I agree with Jeanette on just you know doing whatever you can to completely relax and get get it off your mind because if your needs were met it would not be on your mind right
4: Mhm.
0: it would be mm. you wouldn't be worrying about it you wouldn't be thinking about it so so zeroing in on good memories of the past when you had plenty and you were easily able to you know take care of all your immediate needs and then also finding ways to just um, get off the subject and relax. Thank I'm humanity. thinking that I haven't
3: heard anything that I haven't heard before. But uh, the idea of the open windows and doors, feeling that, feeling allowing, letting mm-hmm. go, and then keeping on that. Um, what my my for example, I'm negotiating on a contract for July right now for. Five thousand dollars, right? So it's it's like in the future, <laughs>
1: and um, ooh, ooh, ooh! I'd take that as evidence of my alignment. Like that's how close I am. I've got it. It's mm-hmm. a matter of you know multiple weeks. That just shows I'm closer to this than I realize. And then when I remember the power of contrast, how much desire, you know, the power of that desire when I'm having what I don't want. What that makes my it makes my do want so much stronger like it's pressing in on me it wants to be with me so badly that it makes it even easier to let it in with just a little bit of relief a little bit of relief goes a long way when we have huge contrasts That's why all my best mm-hmm, stories mm-hmm. have crap starts to them you you guys remember all my favorite manifesting stories nervous breakdowns getting fired all that crazy crazy contrast it's calling up some really powerful cool results. Okay. Thank you. That was helpful. Um, yeah. Diane, uh, because this, yeah, Ming, is that Ming? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ming, let's hear from you.
4: I wanted to share to Diane's question. I love that question because I get that question a lot, and I used to think that a lot, too, like, okay, I need the money. Uh, why isn't it coming? I'm doing everything. and And it is. It's so true, we have to dial off the need, but it's like, well, how do you dial off the need when you really need it? Like now we're talking like, I need food. I mean, it's that dire, right? So when I was in that contrast, I remember the awareness of dialing off the need was the first thing. And I literally, what I did is I tricked my brain. I don't even know how I did that, but somehow I told myself that I was gonna be okay. I literally was gonna be okay, didn't know how, didn't I wasn't attached to the how. And I know that when we have worry, impatience, distress, or fear, that sends a signal to the universe that we're not trusting. So I started doing small practices and it's just like what Jeanette said, you just it's a little tiny bit of relief, whatever that is, it changes, it's like the kaleidoscope, it changes the entire picture. And I know mm-hmm. from my own experience that when I did that little shift of just trusting. It's like my brother said to me, Ming, don't you think you should know how to figure out how to pay your mortgage? No. I told him, no, I don't want to go there because if I do that, I'm going to go into this huge anxiety hole and never get myself back up. And he's like, Mm -hmm. okay. So what I did is I literally trusted day after day after day. And you know what? Things started shifting for me. And it was like like your 5,000 is like that close. And it's like feeling that. It's like, yes, that's your driftwood. It's coming closer. Or... I had a friend whose bank account, she was, you know, she had manifested all this money and she let me look at her numbers, her actual bank account. And I would just look at it and I'm like, oh, it's getting close, it's getting close. And then little things started shifting. I mean, just tiny, tiny things like my friend, I would go over to my friend's house after dinner and I didn't tell her I didn't have food. And she's like, hey, man, I just made this here, take it home. I mean, so little – I mean, telling you, little things started shifting, and then it got bigger and bigger. And you know what? As you start to see the evidence of it, it's like then you get excited, right? You're like, oh, it's coming. It's coming. And then for me, it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then once I started doing the same practices every day, right, whatever it is, whatever that – whatever works for you for me it's affirmation so i've been doing them every day for five years straight and it's still working for me and i know every now and then a little bit of impatience comes in or a little bit of worry comes in about a certain something and i just dial right off of it again and then bring myself back to that place of you know if you can't like i said if you can't get to the joy that i just go straight for peace and if i get that peaceful feeling i'm like ah okay i'm good I'm here. and then Yeah, and the
1: more you practice it, the easier it is to get back there, even when you're feeling under fire, right, Ming?
4: Right. That's what I'm saying. It's just practice of just doing it. And I think eventually what I did is I just tricked my brain so much that everything's fine. It doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside, which is why I try to keep my vibe up high and be around, like, you know, the high-vibration people, like here at GBU, right? So instead of, you know, having somebody tell me, you know, oh, well, don't look at that. I mean, and they're kinda reminding you and trying to freak you back out. So it's like, no, 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 no. So it's like what we consciously create for ourselves. So I don't think Thanks, that helps. Ming. Yeah. yeah. So
5: may I may I ask a question about what Ming just said? It's Sean. Yes, Sean. Thanks. Ming, can you say you might not be able to, you said quite a lot, but um can you say more about what you mean by trust in that I mean you did say, um, but uh, it, was it mainly um, practical things like, oh, you know, I trust I'll have enough sweets or was it a more subtle, a more kind of mindset? Yeah. It
4: Yeah, Sean, it, it was a mindset for me because I yeah. was in so much contrast at that time. I mean, literally, I had bills. I had mortgage. I had you know, I had to feed myself. I had to feed my dogs. I didn't know how. I mean, I had, there were so many things going on. But this was the thing. It was kind of like, you know, when, when Jeanette taught me the $1,000 in 10 days game, it's like, and that's when that pipe broke in front of my house, like the first day. And I remember saying, hey, I thought we were manifesting money here. And, you know, she said, money is going out your front door, going around your house and coming in the back door. I will never forget that to this day because that was how you send the trust. You trust You just trust the universe that you're going to be okay, and you're not attached to the house. That's when I learned that money can come from anywhere. I just started trusting that I don't care where it comes from. I I used to think, okay, it had to come from my coaching practice. It had to come from Reiki Fur Babies. It had to come from my pharmacist job, and I thought, okay, but then when I let go of that, then it just started coming in from all kinds of places, and then I had to practice my receiving because it came from places where it kind of almost felt uncomfortable, so when I started letting in that, then it just kept compounding to bigger and bigger amounts. Does that make sense?
5: Yeah, it does. Yeah, thanks. Sure.
4: Thanks for
1: thanks oh. for elaborating, Ming, and for the question, Sean. This I wanted not, to – oh, go ahead. Uh, is that it's, Susan? It's,
6: no, it's Lise. I just wanted to make Lisa. one comment. I did I did join your call late, so you might have covered this. But, but one thing that brings me relief when I'm in, in the space – where I'm I'm worrying and then you almost start going, I can't worry because that won't bring it, so you're worrying about worrying, is that we don't – there's no need to be perfect. We just have to be 37%. Like, we just – you just need to be in a space of relief now and then, and it will still come, you know. Ooh, that that good. alone helps me bring some ease. You know, there's no, like, oh, I have to meditate for 10 minutes every day, and I have to say X number of affirmations and et
7: cetera, et cetera.
6: Um, Personally, I don't practice any of that stuff because that to me just feels like homework and it works for some people, but for me, yeah, anyway, that's a whole other thing. But just that reminder that it's totally okay to worry and it will still come.
1: I love that lease and I am proof of it. I never, I can't say I ever manifested money with a completely clean vibration. And I like to remind myself The system is very forgiving. If all I'm doing is making even small improvements in my vibration, I will see evidence of those small improvements, and that will just make it easier to vibrate something even better, and that builds on itself. Really good reminder, because it is easy for people to think that any negative thought they have is ruining everything. It's not. Hey, uh, I wanted to just chime in some stuff from chat, lots of good stuff on chat, just kind of reiterating what we've already shared here. Mindy says, sometimes the letting go and giving up brings a lot of relief. It's surprising how good it feels, you guys, to just throw in the towel sometimes. Um, Guillaume says, uh, doing something that makes you feel good. Uh, Carrie says, love the letting go, something I've more recently been experimenting with, and man, it's powerful. Mindy agrees with that. Mindy (laughs) says, I like to think it's like Scarlet... In Gone with the Wind, I'm not going to think about that today. (laughs) Esther uses that all the time. I do, too. I love that one. Uh, Okay, I think I got most of what I wanted to share from chat room. uh, Who has something to chime in on this one? It feels like a big question, so I want to make sure we're covering it properly, not that we won't again at some point in this series. But anyone else have something to say on that, how to deal with immediate need? Hi, Jeanette. You know, Jeanette, I no, – nope. Go ahead. There
8: always seems to be two people that talk at the same time. <laughs> Go ahead, Matthew. Well, this, this is Andrea, and I just wanted to point out, because I was having the same kind of a, a thought, I just similar to that, like adjacent, like things were starting to happen. Like I – like part of I, – I also come from the financial industry, and so in my mind, When I worked with clients, they had a ton of money, and so they would hire us to handle their finances. And so I'm like, I'm going to have so much money, I'm going to need to hire a, uh, you know, a a personal finance person to to really figure out where to put everything. And then the next day, I would get, like, a little spam mail from my bank, like, hey, have you tried our Wells Fargo personal finance? (laughs) (laughs) And I remember thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I was just thinking about that. That's amazing. But then I was like, wait a second. That's, like, little and dinky and, like, spammy, and I don't know if that's even real. And so I found myself kind of questioning instead of saying, like, hold on. This Mm -hmm. is on the road, like Mm -hmm. Like, right? Like, it's only going to build from here. I was like, really? I want more.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, like,
8: is that all you got? (laughs) That's
1: important to be able to celebrate even the little Mm -hmm. signs of something going right. Really, yeah. really worth commenting on. Thank you, yeah, Angela.
8: yeah. And then I also loved what you said about having um, awareness of where you are right now. Like a lot of times, mm-hmm. you have more money than you realize, and I think that's really powerful because mm-hmm.
1: you we could be wanting to manifest ourselves. it. Yeah,
8: yeah, yeah. And you yeah. could be wanting to manifest something if you really sit and take a look at what you have. You might already have that. <laughs> maybe maybe you need to set your sights a little bit bigger. So I love that. I, love I like that. that. It was a really good, mm-hmm. yeah, really good reminder. This
7: this is Terry. I just want to say, or resources. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. you yep. may, even if you don't immediately have it, you know, look around you and see what other resources are out there that could help you in the interim.
9: Mm-hmm.
7: You're like my, like, my sister has money, you know, if I, if I really got in a real bind, I could, I know I could call upon her or, you know, something like that, you know, -hmm. and I did, I
1: did, I, I, I spent the money that I had spent, I don't know, 15 years lecturing people never to spend, I spent some retirement money and, um. Just making peace with that. I, I know people who they have savings or lines of credit that they really don't want to use retirement accounts because they've been lectured by people like me for too long. And uh, that's it, when we change our mind about things, it's it's amazing what opens up to us when we find a way to dial off needs. Someone else was chiming in at the same time Andrea was. Who was that?
10: This is Veronica. Hi, Jeanette. Thanks, Hi,
1: Veronica. I'm... Yay. Nice to hear
10: you. Hello. <laughs> um, it's all so good. Thank you all. Um, the, the idea of not having to do it perfectly, I have a practice that I use that, um, that I want to share, and it is, um, in my own mind, I call it the fork in the road, because when I get to a point where I'm starting down the road of worry, I go really binary about it, and I, t- I remind myself without any judgment at all, like in the most loving attitude that I can, You get to choose whichever you want. So, for example, at the end of one fork in the road is perhaps ending up as a bag lady with nothing. And at the end of the other is the vision that I'm holding for my dream. And with all sincerity, with no sarcasm whatsoever and with no judgment, I I remind myself, you get to choose what experience you want. So which would you like? And there's no wrong answer
1: here. That's beautiful. I love how you emphasize doing it in a loving voice. <laughs> that feels really key.
2: This is Thanks, Tom. Veronica. Hey, Tom. Hey, um, I've had one thing that's worked for me a lot, and um, I can't swear you know that you do this tonight and you'll definitely create this, but it, it's worked so many times. and that's just saying, say like I want to. I'm going to create $1,500 by Saturday night, and it's now Thursday. And you just say, I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's, I'm going to create $1,500. It's going to come from somewhere. And then just let it go and completely know that it's going to happen and be in that place of just constantly affirming that and letting it go. You know that, And I found that it certainly has worked a lot of times for me, um, not just totally out of the blue, though. Usually I had some way to make money or something that was possible, like you know, somebody's going to call me and they do call me and I get the money or... I'm working in my job and I know that the potential is out there to make that money that day, but it's amazing how much you know and things change by my being just so clear and saying the amount that I want and then setting a timeline, a time deadline for it. So I just I just throw that out there for what it's worth.
1: I think that's that's wonderful to hear. Thanks for sharing that, Tom. I think it's helpful for all of us to hear what others have had success with, and I think there's also something valuable about realizing how many other people have been working this situation. So, thanks for all of these shares. Who else has something to chime in with on this?
7: Jeanette, this is Terry. Thanks, Terry. Um, I just wanted to say about trusting. Um um that were being taken care of i I wanted to share my experience recently this fall about that um i've i've been a freelancer for many years and um i my income's been really low the last two years and in the fall i said okay this is enough i'm i've had it with this situation i used to have a lot of money i miss it i want my housekeeper back blah 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 so um what lands on my desk is a um a huge project. Um turns out the budget goes up to thirty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> I can live off that for the year. That's just fine, you know, just me. So um I'm thinking, oh wow, this is great, you know, I don't you know, I just can work on this thing, everything's relaxed. Well, um a few weeks ago, um it turns out that my publisher that I'm doing this project for Has decided that they're going to start farming out the hiring of freelancers to another company, and ultimately, what that meant was that um, my income—I mean, there's actually no way for me to continue working for this publisher because the the rates that they want to pay are so low that I can't—I can't even support myself on that anymore. So, but the good news is that. My contract for this project is still in place. It's only this is only going to apply to all the new projects that are going to be farmed out. So I have I have this project that's going to last me another year. And I was thinking the other day, it's like, wow, you know, Source is so taking care of me. They set me up with this project before I even knew I was going to need it. So that, you know, three months later, I'm still sitting pretty good. You know, I've got a year to manifest my next um uh income and, and next career, which I know exactly what I want to do. So it's like it's like my my path is already paved, like my my angels are already laying down the sidewalk ahead of me. And so that when I get to the spot where I need something, it's already taken care of. Mm. So I'm really beginning to see how true that is, (laughs) that I'm so taken care of that, that everything, all my needs are being met before I even get to the point where I need them. And I just wanted to kind of share that. You know being in those dire straits, I know exactly what you're talking about. um
1: well, I appreciate your story, Terry, because that trust can be contagious the same way that fear and everything else can be so can that that faith and that confidence so thank you for sharing that
7: yeah, and I think if you ha when you have more and more experiences like that then you you begin to trust more and more and and even though there's times when I don't completely um and I'm falling on my face it's like still I've got the evidence you know the evidence evidence is starting to build that um, that I really am taking care of amen to that
1: okay good um hey beachwalker walker in chat room had said it was pointing to appreciation as a way to turn around need where you just list five things you're already rich in I liked that tip and we're a half hour in on this call, so I'm ready to move on to our next question. Who's tuned in, who's dialed in, who's got a question for us? I have something, if that's okay. Yes, please. Who's this? It's Carrie. I thought it was Carrie. Yay. Nice
11: <laughs> to hear you, Carrie. Great. Thanks. Thanks. So uh yeah, I'm noticing um the work that I've been putting into, I'm seeing all the things happening and it's awesome and uh I'm doing all these different kinds of tips and, and playing around with things and it's working. And um I'm seeing, you know, money either coming in or i I did my budget the other day and it's like, oh wow, I'm I'm a lot richer than I thought. I'm sorry, why does that always happen as soon as I go I'm going into the Fine. closet. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, so What I'm finding is my issue is that um, um, my my block is around – sorry, that made me throw off my train of thought there. Um, I'm feeling greedy. So, like, when I did my budget, it's like, gosh, Carrie, you're in good shape. You're way better off than you thought, and there's so many other people – who are worse off and they need it more than you do why are you asking for more money and then it's like oh there's a red flag I need to work on that and that continually seems to keep coming up for me hmm.
1: feeling like you shouldn't be asking for more when so many others don't have yeah yeah so like guilt around greed like if you're interpreting the yes. desire as some greed
11: exactly mm. exactly mm. thank you sorry for that interruption there
1: no <laughs> you're fine and I and I like addressing this because it feels like sometimes some old programmed thoughts get in the way of our desire. And I just like to remind myself, I get to have whatever I want, no judging. There's literally no judging from source, and there's also no limitation. So even if someone else wants to play it different, that's up to them. They get to do it their way. I get to do it mine. I cannot tell you how many times I remind myself that, you guys. When someone else is feeling something that I don't want to feel – and and we're on different pages. I they get to do it their way, I get to do it mine. They can be upset if they want to be. I get to choose for myself. They can experience lack and they might have some really good reasons. It's not even because they don't know this like they might it, it could be working for them in a wide variety of ways. So I try to take my judgment off their experience and let myself have what I truly want. I read something in my business partner's newsletter today. She sent out something to our coaches, um, and it included a question about how much would you charge if you didn't know what other coaches charged? (laughs) I love that question because it really invited us to examine our own pure desires outside of what everyone else is doing. And, Carrie, I kind of like a twist on that question for, um, like, maybe what if we didn't know What everyone else was doing. What would we choose for ourselves then? It kind of feels like it liberates you from others experience in order to allow yourself to have the one that you truly prefer. But just a simple remembering that there is plenty, that you're having some doesn't mean anyone else has less and you get to Mm -hmm. want whatever you want. Reminding Mm -hmm. yourself that and Oh, I think some sort of a worthiness practice, or um, a self-love, or receiving kind of exercise might be helpful too. To just let yourself get used to letting it be even better than it's been. It's the only way life is going to get any better, is if we're willing to let it be. So, some "I am worthy" exercises could be good, or something along those mm-hmm. lines. Um, who, who has got something to chime in on Carrie's situation? I bet a lot of people can relate to this. One. Right
4: on. Yeah, I do. I I love that question. Thank that's me. an awesome. That's an awesome question. Um, this is the thing I love. I love to remind people that money is just energy. It's just energy, and it's something that we align ourselves up to. And money doesn't care, you know, if you're a boy or a girl, how old you are, what you do for a living. It's just aligning up with the energy. And the guilt thing is so, you know, it's it's. I think it's with all of us. I mean, when I grew up. I was told as a child, I grew up in an Asian family, I was probably five, and my mom was saying, why are you so selfish? Don't be so selfish. I'm literally sitting there doing nothing. So year after year, why are you so selfish? Don't be so selfish, right? So you grow up thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't think I'm entitled to any of this. And the I am worthy statements are is a perfect way of realigning yourself to get, you know, away from the guilt and just to remind yourself that, you know what? Money is energy. If this is something I want to align myself up with, then I am certainly worthy of it. And and then when you line yourself up to the energy of money, it you know it eases up the flow. So
1: it really comes down to finding better feeling thoughts. That's what we're talking about here, right, Ming? Find something that feels better, because that guilt is a sign. First of all, it's one of the lowest vibrations there is. It's a sign from our inner being. It does not agree with the way we are seeing things, and I take that as an invitation to try to see it in a way that feels better, which shows I'm getting closer to the truth. Because anything that feels doesn't feel good means it is not true. Not true for me. My inner being doesn't see it that way, so it's worth getting a different handle on it.
5: I'd I'd like to say something as well, if I may. Um, Thanks, Sean. I think also that for some people, I don't know about you, Carrie, but there can be a, a big societal thing around money in women. Mm-hmm. And I think that, gen- well, sometimes um, women in particular feel they, they don't deserve financial success. I think, that, I think it's a big thing, actually. I don't know if it is so much in the States. I have no idea, really. But I think it is here, a really, really big thing. So, you know, if you were saying an affirmation or something, you might want to put in, as a woman, I deserve financial success or whatever, you know.
11: Sean, I love that because that's very applicable.
5: Yeah, for me, yeah,
9: Oh good. Yeah,
11: yeah.
1: Ooh, you know what else feels good too, Carrie? Uh, just imagining the version of you that is cool with it. You know, that's that's completely at peace. If you just imagine that version of yourself, because she exists, just imagining that version can help you mm, bond with her.
7: Or, or well, as, I'm sorry, or imagining that as your wealth grows so does yes. everyone else on the planet.
1: Wasn't that yeah. one of our what ifs, Terry? What if the more money you had, the more money everyone else had? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
11: yeah.
1: Sometimes you guys, what I want for I want your manifesting success even more than I want mine. So I remind myself, <laughs> mine is yours. Like the better I am at this, the better you are at this too. Maybe you could get some juice from that financially too, Kerry.
11: That is all really awesome. I'm going to listen to all that again on the
3: recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the things, mm-hmm. one of the things that I love is the more money you have, the more you can be yourself. Oh, that's-
0: mm.
1: Wow. Mm. Wow. Oh, I like that. <laughs> that feels like a good reason to let money
7: in. Wow. Who oh, is that? Yeah.
0: Diane.
1: Diane, that's, that's an-
7: beautiful. Thank that's you. That's
1: amazing. Yeah, that's good.
7: Yeah, it's freedom.
1: Ooh, from Beachwalker. If you believe you are source, do you think source feels guilty about having it all? Love that. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. Better feeling thoughts. You guys are good at this stuff. Mm. That's what we're looking for here. Um, Tom, did you have anything on this one?
2: No, I just, I just said that one thing. Um, I just feel it's for me. It's really good just to go back and remember when I had plenty of money. And how easily Mm -hmm. it came and and just sort of, it makes it sort of a a non-issue if you've ever had it, you know, and had that experience of it coming in. So um, I think a lot of us have had that or, or, you know, just remembering how well we've been taken care of for most of our lives. You know, hardly any of us have, I don't think, have suffered a huge amount by deprivation. Um, Some people have. But just, you know, I love that thing, how the source is taking care of us at all times. And that to me is Paramount to every single thing in my life, you know, just always realizing that all is well and I'm secure and I have all this, all these wonderful beings that have my back, you know, um, mm-hmm. I just keep reminding myself I'm not alone in this and um, look for the driftwood evidence constantly of how I'm being taken care of and write my affirm, write my appreciations daily, you know, like Abe says on that getting into the vortex CD that that um, the way to attract money is just start noticing all the things that you have in your life, you know, and just start, you know, count your blessings, look at all the things that you appreciate, and it just has to flow from that. It just has to naturally come. So.
1: Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I like everything that's been shared here. Anyone else have something to chime in with before we take our next question?
10: Well, the
1: vibe's gone pretty high.
10: This is Veronica, but just, I think when they vibe starts to go negative to remember, too, that um, I remind myself I cannot get poor enough. I cannot be in enough
1: poverty to make other people wealthy. Just that simple. Yep. Yep. And and along those same lines, Veronica, thanks for that. I was thinking about how it, it also isn't my job to make them comfortable. If it makes them uncomfortable because I'm having whatever I'm having, that's on them, not on me. They're in charge of how they feel. That's not my business. And I'm probably making up something that isn't even true anyway, just because of old programming that I'm willing to leave behind now because it's a new day. Yes.
10: I think one of the hardest ones for for me personally is that part of the population that to me seems very helpless and something Mm. that I had heard that was was very helpful for me to remember. Um, Although I want to help as much as possible, the more money I have, the more I can. But also that I was reminded that, there are circumstances in this physical plane that are, we, we can't see the resources that are brought to those that are in circumstances that we have a hard time getting our head around. That there are also resources that are being brought from source that aren't necessarily monetary, but we've had those come through from really bad hardships that tell the story of the miracles and the things that happened. And those are the things that we can't see. So not to mm-hmm. think that it's, I've got to fix it all.
1: Yeah, that it's a pro- that it's even a problem or a bad thing. To remove judgment from it feels like it really frees us from all of this. Yeah, that's hard for me to do. I'll tell you that. Right. <laughs> well, we can practice. <laughs> I, and my my favorite example lately is how – um the, the guy that I'm really, really drawn to lately, uh, I think the a big reason, I told this story on another call, I can't remember where it was, but um, I, a big reason why I am is because he was healing from a broken leg when I met him. He was off work, he was very available, he had time on his hands and he invested it in me. And it created a connection that the other guys I was seeing did not have a chance to create because <laughs> they, oh. they were at work. <laughs> so here I am picking the guy that sure didn't – this is not the guy anyone would have picked for me. But what we were able to do just because he was pff, pff, healing from that broken leg, when I asked him what were his favorite things about 2016, we he mentioned his leg because we had talked about how what are you doing here in my life, knowing that 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 broken leg was a big reason that it was. So when he was listing things he was grateful for in 2016, he put his broken leg on that list. And I guarantee at the time, he wasn't too happy about it. (laughs) I love that I make myself, you know, the thing that... I'm like the prize in that story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well practiced at my self love. You are always
7: the prize in this. Story,
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's got me. Of course, it's a happy ending. Okay, we, are we ready for another question? Thank you, guys. Jeanette,
12: This is Jeanette, This is Lori, and I Thanks, just Laurie. wanted to follow up with the um, with what you've just been talking about. Um, my question that I emailed you is so pertinent right now, which is. Um, and I know you said that it's none of my business what other people think, but for me it's a big um, block that um, uh, I don't want people, I, I, I have trouble wanting people to know if I have money because I do believe they, that they will think differently of me and that there's something for me to lose there um, oh. in those relationships.
1: Oh, you had a really you had a really beautiful uh, question that you emailed right along those lines. Um, yeah. So, I actually had a couple, actually, in the same territory, and I'm and I can't remember which one was yours. But basically, what I was hearing, Lori, was that you are concerned about how it will affect your current relationships when you experience more wealth. Yes. Um, I got a couple of thoughts here. The first one is And I If I those reasons me
9: to say
12: I don't believe yeah. this. Exactly. Okay. but it's a strong Good. pattern to come right in as soon as I uh, cuz things are happening and the visualizing I'm really enjoying and mm-hmm. it's great and uh, it's coming to life and then I was with somebody and I realized, oh, I'm afraid to talk about that what's coming to me and what, what I have. And, and so, th- so there you go.
1: Well, th- and I think, first of all, I want to say there can be a distinction between afraid to talk about it and guided not to talk about it. You know, there might be, it, there could be good vibrations behind that desire, that impulse to keep it quiet. So it might be worth Mm. questioning whether it really is fear. But if it is fear, Mm. I like where you're already going with it, Lori, and that's questioning the thoughts that are creating that fear and just asking yourself, is that even true? Even if it were, which it probably isn't, but even if it were, then I don't want these relationships. If these relationships only work when I am experiencing a certain lack or scarcity or I can only have so much money, otherwise these guys aren't down with it, then I'm not down with them. They can go... Mm. They can go, and I say that as someone who has released very key people in her life before for a variety of reasons. Um, that's not just lip service that I am saying. If anyone isn't down with my idea of a good life, you do need to go. thats I got zero toleration for, I do not love you that much. I guarantee it. <laughs> okay, yeah. that might not feel like the best answer to anyone else. Um, what might feel better is to rethink it and to just again, if a thought doesn't feel good, it's because Abraham tells us this. I believe it it's because your inner being doesn't agree with it. there's a perspective on it that feels better that means it's closer to the truth
6: um, um,
9: Annette,
1: is, yes
6: I wanted to make a comment on this because i i for me, being in that space in the past was was really about the mobile programming of the other shoe dropping. So because I had fabulous health and I had great relationships, well, then I was I also worthy of money? Was I, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's mm-hmm. that level of getting to I'm worthy of all of it. Um, and in terms of the relationship piece, you know, um, one thing is to just focus on how fabulous all the relationships are that are in your life and then you'll get more of that and then you just really don't have to worry about whether it is one person sort of exiting and a new cool person coming in or cuz you're just going to have more fabulous relationships i like that least it's just sort of more open than it's just sort of focusing on a positive and it takes the focus off of will my money coming in or my abundance in other areas affect things um but i have felt like, and then maybe I'm not being very clear the way I'm saying this, but for me, there was a long period of time when, you know, I'm perfectly healthy, I have plenty of money, I have great friendships, like I have abundance in every area. And there was some, in the past, some feeling of like, okay, what's going to go wrong? Because I have everything. Um, so to get to that place of feeling like, yeah, I can have everything.
1: <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. And then, and and there might be something to be said for, um, like, if there are people who, I've got two things I want to say, Lori. One, maybe it's possible to just be rich undercover, right? I mean, maybe, maybe it is something that you can keep to yourself in a delightful way, not a secretive, worried that they might find out way and not like you way. But phew, I'm not afraid to be rich undercover. That, that, that might be a cool way to go with it. Another one might be that, um, that uh you know relationships do have expiration, some of them do have expiration dates, and maybe it's perfectly appropriate for things to evolve in your relationships, as they involve as they evolve in your financial experience, so it might not necessarily be like a negative thing, but a perfectly appropriate thing, maybe our judgment around, oh, but I shouldn't lose any friends over this when I get rich, maybe that's worth releasing,
7: and you might be delightfully mm-hmm. surprised.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the yes,
7: that's use, the uh, thing. This is going to walk We're
1: rich too, Lori. Now we can all be out in the open. <laughs>
10: exactly. I don't know
12: because it's such a taboo topic. No one says. Mm. Mm.
9: <laughs>
12: Even though I work, you know, in my work, I know. If I'm helping mm-hmm. them as a realtor, I know. Mm-hmm. But other than that, um, people in my circle they don't you know convey they they keep it under wraps, and so maybe you know there's more of them that are wealthy than I realize probably
7: yeah, <laughs> I would suspect
12: that's probably the case
7: and Good and question. they're
12: ashamed of it, I think I mean it feels like they're they have some shame around it and don't and or concerns of similar concerns and uh and uh, so that's, you know, why they're not out about it, but that it's so taboo to talk about. But this is really helpful. Thank you.
1: That was a good question. Thank you, Laurie. Who else has got book for us? There's a book called the, the Millionaire
3: Next Door. Mm. I read it mm. a long time ago, so I don't remember exactly, but it was all about uh, people who um, you've never realized. But, you know, they just have been quite – oh, I think it was about – how um, people would be frugal and make their million that way, just by being quiet and humble. And, but anyways, yeah, we um, out
1: there. <laughs> thank yes, thank you for that. And also, Aaron in chat room is suggesting Richard dots. Well, he says he calls them the hidden rich. Uh, and just quit any belief, any thought that doesn't feel good. It's worth rethinking. Be willing to change your mind and it will change your reality. I like that reminder. Uh, who else is dialed in who has a question for us? Okay, I'm going to go to emailed questions. What resources are available to help work through money misalignment issues? How do I slow down the not enough panic? Okay, that first one, how to slow down the not enough panic, we probably covered with our first question today but in general it's the same thing what resources are available to help work through misalignment issues our homework this month our homework every month Um, if you find yourself in that place of thinking the gremlin thoughts the scarcity the fear you can use that as a trigger to go back to your to bring your vision to life to remind yourself what you are creating that's what i did when i was building my coaching practice, and there were no clients, no emails, no voicemails, no inquiries, nothing on the calendar, and my gremlin would say, uh-oh, and a pit of fear in my stomach, uh-oh, this isn't going to work, you're going to have to get a job, and that would be my cue when I was aware that I was looking, this is my Tony Robbins reference, looking at the wall instead of the track, and I would say, no, that's not what I'm creating, what I'm creating is, and I used the words to reconnect to the vision, I'm a brilliant coach in high demand, And I didn't always have immediate traction or connection with that thought, but the more that I used it, the better it worked. So even if it doesn't really work at first, don't give up on it. Keep training yourself back to the track instead of looking at the wall. And whether you're doing it by bringing the vision to life, which is our January homework or or anything else, I think pretty much everyone who is in this course is well-versed in different alignment methods, or manifesting exercises that help redirect attention, any of them will work. Okay, another question. Um, I have so many journal writing techniques, ways to ask and vocalize out loud, um, uh, things I like to do from my learnings that I'm asking. Okay, here's the question. How to make the best choice for manifesting money or other abundance forms? I get like a kid in a candy store. The best choice for... I gather that question means I have so many ways to align. How do I make the best choice for, and I might be getting the question wrong, whatever feels best. That's That's the answer to every question anyone ever asks. It is always whatever feels best. Okay, and then plus what do you suggest about feeling like maybe the manifestation or creation is slow or not working because I used this way instead of that way? I'd look at the success instead of the slowness. Always look at the track instead of the wall. Instead of looking at how long it's taking, look how far you've come. Look how much is already working. Okay, here's another question. How to be in a high-vibration place of love when standing up to say things are not tolerable, like seeking a graceful way to respond to challenges of today's political climate that is honest and speaks truth to power without being in a place of resisting what is. Um, She writes, I've been watching presidential history shows and taking the long view is helping some, but I don't want to just shove my heartfelt response into a corner, and I want to participate in standing for something different, but I don't want to participate in resistance and adding to the general negativity. Another way to say it is, how do you not resist what is when what is is unacceptable? I don't think that's possible. How do you not resist what is when what is is unacceptable. If you see what is as unacceptable, you are in resistance to it. Your only option here is either don't look at it or make some peace with it. Let it be acceptable. See it in a way that isn't so bad. That's not hard to do when you've been practicing this stuff for a while. I'm so crazy flexible with my thoughts. It's ridiculous. If my, if my thought flexibility could be manifested on a yoga mat, you guys, I would be re- it would be ridiculously okay. Get flexible with your perspective is what I'm saying. Find a way to see it differently than you do because when you see it as unacceptable, you there isn't any way to not be resisting it. Um, oh, and then on this one, one more request: Could you send the vibration management course more quickly? <laughs> it's hard to wait for the next installments. I've actually gotten that question probably half a dozen times since we had a bunch of new members enroll this year, and. That defeats the purpose of vibra- – we're talking about vibration boot camp. It arrives every 10 days instead of weekly, and frankly, I think 10 days is even pretty short. The point isn't to get through that course quickly. It's to do the work. So if you can do your homework quicker than 10 days, then I will deliver it quicker than 10 days. But the point of, of vibration boot camp, it is not to get through the material. It's to do the work, and that we cannot speed up. Um Hey, I think Ming's right. I might have got through all the emailed questions. We got six minutes left. So, who else is dialed in? Oh, oh, you, I didn't give anyone else a chance to chime in on any of those questions I asked. Uh, who, has quest, who has an answer for uh, how to work uh, through misalignment uh, issues? Anyone? anyone? Oh, I got a crazy echo. Hang on. Did I get rid of it? I'm rid of it. Yay. Oh, I know I know how to manage a dashboard. <laughs> One of my clients this week got self credit homework, and I told her I was going to join her in it. I'm a little over the top with it. Have you guys heard me do it like three times on this call already? <laughs> I cracked myself up. Uh, anyone have anything oh, I have on? A, a comment it, on Miss. Oh,
6: thanks, Lise. Thank you. Especially because we're talking about, you know, all of us seem to have different programming around money that we don't seem to have around other things. So I try to just go general and think abundance. And if if I feel resistance in one area, like money, I think of how wealthy I am in love and friendships and a home and the sun out every day and whatever thing I can look at. And it comes kind of back to what, you know, the point with Abraham Hicks is like, if you feel good and you're happy and you feel abundant, it doesn't have to be focused on a particular amount of money, and it's not helpful to you, you know sometimes you're just trying to force yourself to align with something where you have resistance I just find it easier to align with a different topic that is similar. I don't know if you can say this better than me, Jeanette or someone else,
1: but no, oh, I think that was well said. Thank you, Lise I appreciate that hey that I think we we deserve some more let's be honest. I just checked myself because I was about to say something that could just very well be a limiting belief and not a very helpful thought. Uh, we're having an inauguration tomorrow here in the U.S. that a lot of people feel a little challenged around. And that question, how to be in a high vibration place when what's going down isn't cool, <laughs> who has something to add on that? I already chimed in with my thoughts, but who who can offer some Advice there. That one deserves more attention. Focusing well, gen- on the world,
5: f- spending energy, focusing on the world we want, posting stuff about that, um, mm-hmm. to sort of counteract, well, maybe not to counteract, um, I can't think of a better way of putting it, um, fears and so on, really, really, really spending time focusing on the world that I want.
11: Genetic
1: Meg. Oh Meg, nice to hear from yeah. you. Thanks. Sorry, I've been on mute. Um, you know, having and I can say, this, being
11: someone who actually grew up in the area where the inauguration's happening, um,
1: the thing that I'm finding is just doing. It's actually I'm really upping my own self care. I mean, that sounds like I'm really like. As we've been on the call, I've been coloring with my new coloring pencils
8: in a coloring book.
9: Cool. Like I'm
1: really
8: focusing on my self-care because I know that
1: when we can be the lights for other people and and show them how to be their own light, that's how things change. You rock, Meg. So. I love bringing it back to it is all about us, yeah. right? It is always all about me and whatever feels best to me, let's tend to that. Hello. Yeah. Keep our business where it belongs in my own And my own is what feels better right now. I really like that, Meg. Hey, Ming, you shared a post that I loved so much. I put it on my Facebook page. I don't think I shared it at GVU. I don't remember the name of it. But anyone who's friends with me or Ming on Facebook, we posted it recently. And it was a –
4: Ming, what was the name of it? Uh, It was from a psychic, um, Danielle. I forgot her last name. I can't remember the name of it.
1: Oh, why could, I'm not commenting on Trump or something like that with yeah, the name of the post. Yeah,
4: yeah. Why we're not commenting on the yeah, president elect. It was it was an amazing post. I read it actually like five times. I, I love it. I read so it much. several
1: times too. I didn't agree with every single word, but most of them felt like they were straight from source. Really, really appreciated her take on it. Anyone yeah. might appreciate that? Iabo says she's doing a Facebook live on this subject after this call. Anyone who's friends with Iabo on Facebook? Check that out. Who there's, else has Tom?
2: In there? There's yeah. an amazing. There's an amazing um, thing from Abraham that's 32 minutes long, and it's from Dallas on uh, November 12th. And um, basically, Abraham gives God over 15 or 20 amazing reasons why this is the dawning of a new age for us, and why it's the most blessed thing that could ever have happened in probably any election ever and why it's going to take us to, it's putting so much into our vortex, and it's happened because of, we want so much beauty in the world that we've demanded this, and we're, we have created it, and it's all about our personal empowerment, to stand in our own connection to source, and it's really beautiful. It's just like Is it the opening? Left. Is it the Dallas uh, no, opening, No, no, it's like number, it's number nine or number 11 in Dallas from November 12th, and... Oh, man, I played it for uh, 13 people the other day, and they were just blown away. Just completely couldn't. know, these are people who were really, really sad about what's happening, and a lot of them got over it. Once they heard that, they just said, okay, (laughs) let's go forward. We've got got this nailed. It was beautiful. Right on.
1: Yeah, if anyone finds that link, please share. Yes, who's chiming in? Yabo. Oh, Yabo, how are you? Awesome. So here's the thing, guys.
9: Everything is so perfect and amazing because what we do is we affirm what we want, and the contrast helps us redefine that. So for me, this is a great celebration of democracy. I love thinking about the founding fathers and how they designed things with a system of checks and balances so that when something falls off kilter a little bit, the system is designed to restore. And there are people in this economy that are actually going to make so much money just because of this POTUS, as I call him, this person in office, that they wouldn't have been able to make if not for this reason. As it, it, I think it's a wonderful period of enlightenment. I know for me, for instance, I want to support a lot more small businesses. And it's things like that that people are listening to and becoming more aware of. And so um, my admonishment to those that I know a ton of people that are going to go march, and my question to them is, what are you marching for? Keep that in mind. Keep yourself safe and march for something and not against
4: anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> that's it. So Ayabo, Jeanette had to leave, and she said to tell you thank you. This is Ming. Um, I love that, though.
9: Yeah,
6: That was so beautifully put. Thank you.
9: You're welcome, guys. My pleasure. Glad to be back in the good vibe world. I've been gone for some time, but I'm back.
4: Yay! (laughs) Does anybody else have any comments or anything that they wanted to share?
10: Uh, This is Veronica. I was just kind of dovetail off of the thing about attention and Trump and what we resist, persist. Um, Mm. I haven't read this Facebook article that was referenced, but I had a long, long, long history with a uh, narcissistic personality, and something that I learned uh, very clearly is that attention is any kind of attention, negative, positive, does not matter, especially mm. resistance, but, you know, I would resist, would persist and get much, much bigger. And so just turning attention away, especially negative attention, was really the only way, absolutely positively the only way to um, motivate a change with that person and I've seen hmm. it consistently with other narcissistic personalities. So they're they're like master trainers. Like if they have this wonderful purpose for being here, it is to um, just, I think, what's been said throughout this entire sort of the conversation, how to manage our focus, our attention, our imagination. Um, and use that. Right.
4: Our, right. Mm-hmm. right. I love that. Right? What we focus on grows for sure. Definitely. So it looks like Jeanette, you're still here. <laughs> and and this
12: is Lori again. I um I am um focusing on the unity and the um the enlightenment that is happening about people wanting to take action um in the world and make it better. And uh and, and put put out. There are a lot of people focusing on love and joy and peace, and mm-hmm. and what light we can bring. Um, and and so that's what I'm focusing on. It. But I love this conversation. Thank you.
4: Yay, Lori! I agree. I, I'm doing the same thing. Just focusing on light and love, and you know, and I I do believe that that whatever does occur, it, it is it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It really is. I really believe that. So, anyone else have anything to say, share? This has been great. I've enjoyed this so much myself. And Jeanette is still here. (laughs) 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 All right. And as Jeanette says, going once, twice. All right. Looks like it's a wrap.
10: Thank you, everybody.
4: Thank you. Man.
9: Thank you. Thank
4: you, Thank everybody. You. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, round two.
8: Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book
4: club. Computer solitaire, huh?
8: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.